whole year has passed since I first caught up with Dr. Sanjeev Bandy and chatted with him about his passion for Movember and raising funds to support men's health. Dr. Bandy continues his quest this year and has gone from strength to strength, but I'm going to let him tell you all about it. I hope you enjoy my chat this year with Dr. Bandy. Dr. Bandy, welcome again this year and you're all covered up. Yeah, it's it's a secret, the new moustache, but it'll be revealed during the interview. I can't wait to see it. Every year you have a theme, so it's yep. going to be really interesting to see what you have come up with this year. The theme this year is to touch on global warming as well as the ocean of despair because of the pandemic. So I was thinking what best, what's the best way of trying to uh, signify both in the form of a moustache. And I came up with the tail of a whale on either side. So it people can it looks it looks like a mermaid's tail or a whale's tail. So instead of calling it a mermaid, I call it a mermaid, M-O-M-A-D-E, but it's it's a whale's tail. So it's to signify the ocean of despair worldwide because of the pandemic and also symbolize the whale as um, something to address global warming in a in a big way so it's to address both and because my mustache is salt and pepper so it actually looks like a wise old man's mustache <laughs> well it is a wise old man's well maybe not an old man but a wise man's mustache oh no no i made it to 16 now so i'm technically old i just turned <laughs> 60 this year <laughs> Oh, well, you certainly, um, there's 60-year-olds and there's 60-year-olds, and I think you're the new 40. <laughs> uh, um, I still just, feel 60. I just want to touch on, um, before we do the reveal and before we get into November, um, mm -hmm. uh, the I'm imagining that the inspiration beside the uh, with the whale may have something to do with your son who is working on a on a great project to do with yes. global warming. Would that be right? At the beginning of this year, they wanted to take half a million bottles out of the ocean in one calendar year, and they have been able to achieve it in nine months. I mean, that itself is remarkable. And now they've set themselves another challenge to remove another half a million bottles in three months from the 1st of October to the 31st of December. I'm not sure how they'll go, but they seem to be uh, up for the challenge. And I hope they do it because that will be the first company ever anywhere in the world to have physically removed a million bottles of plastic from the ocean in their first year of uh, operation. That will just be unbelievable. That is amazing. I might have to try to catch up with the boys sometime before Christmas, but um, we really should focus on Movember and mm. what Movember is all about. So Movember covers everything from men's mental health to prostate cancer. It's prostate cancer, testicular cancer, mental health and suicide prevention. So it's got four segments to it. Yes. And uh, within that segment itself, 
those are the four main areas and uh, we also try and concentrate on getting men to actually chat and talk uh, to start a conversation going. I mean, one of the biggest problems in this country is the macho image of men and it is uh, considered a sign of weakness if they actually talk about their problems and that attitude has to change. Uh, and it's, um, it's across the board. It's the sort of the image that the older men portray to the younger men and it just keeps going on and on. I mean, uh, even a normal emotion like crying for a man is deemed uh, effeminate in this society. And for me, that's crazy. I mean, sometimes if I watch a movie, I cry six or seven times. There's nothing effeminate about it. It's a normal emotion. You you can't hide these things. And, and that is a problem. And we've also got MOVE, which is encouraging people to actually use exercise and physical fitness to try and do a more healthier lifestyle. MOVE came about a few years ago when we found that some of the people were getting tired of growing moustaches. We needed to spice it up a little bit and we also wanted to try and get more women involved. And that's how MOVE came in about four or five years ago and it's been fairly successful. So that's the way Movember actually has evolved. But you still have the hard, hardliners like me who... Uh, every year on the 31st of October, uh, start with a clean shaven face like a newborn and then grow a fancy moustache to try and raise awareness and funds. And Dr. Bandy, with the uh, moving in, in November, you have uh, continued your fitness journey and um, even though you haven't been to New York this year to run the marathon, you're still very fit, aren't you? And you've lost a, a, a great deal of weight. Yep. I've just been doing strength training now. And it, it is, I mean, I am now down to 77.2. And 2018, before I started training for the New York Marathon, I was nearly 94, so I'm 22 kilos down. And even between, if you look at my face now compared to last year, I'm probably six or seven kilos lighter. So once you've reached your goal weight, keeping yourself reasonably fit is, is quite easy. And uh, it has actually helped me to try and convince my patients to do the same too because I've said if I can do it you can do it so it spurs them on uh, so it's a bit like a bit, bit of a challenge and now that I'm 60 uh, so okay now there we go as of now I am third worldwide okay but that'll keep changing yes for, yeah. uh, about two days ago when I or three days ago when when I sent you the thing I was number one in Australia and number one in the world. But as a team, uh, I think we are, the, we are the second best team in the world and the highest fundraising. Oh, no, we are the second best team in Australia now. And let's see, maybe the third best team in the world. Uh, no, fifth best team in the world. But that's not bad for a oh. group of blogs from Makai. 
Yeah. That is just amazing. And you can t- you do it every year. You're not mm-hmm. uh, you are forced to be reckoned with all of you. Um, Dr. Bandy, I was going to also ask, and you touched on it then, you know, you spur your patients on to being fit, following in your footsteps. Do you, I guess you're conscious all the time of your patients making sure that their mental health's okay as well? Yep. And yep. Yeah, I mean, that, that's something that I always tell them that if they needed to talk about anything, I was, I'm only a phone call away. I mean, I think there are very few specialists in this country who actually give their mobile number to their patients. I'm one of them. So they can ring me directly. Uh, and personally for me, a lot of colleagues have said, why do you do that? It will get abused. It has never been abused. Most patients know I actually have a fairly uh, busy life and they don't ring me unless they actually have a problem. People are people are not that bad that they hound you and ring you for every tiny thing. But if they are concerned, they ring. And I, uh, sometimes they may think it's crazy, but I don't mind allaying their fears and setting them in the right state of mind uh, and I've had to people having personal issues and things like that who have wrong spoken to me and in, in lots of ways it's it's good because they they trust me and they want me to uh, guide them through and on a personal front I guess uh, I've been through uh, two broken uh, relationships and uh, uh, I know how it can affect people. So I guess I have empathy and I got insight into what's happened. And I and I know I've come out of it just through my own self-help. And I can actually guide them and tell them what, what to do and get, get on with life and move on. And I think that's probably one of the biggest issues in this country. If you take youth suicide, there's still so much of youth suicide because young men go hang themselves up after they've had a fight with their girlfriend or something. I mean, that's just crazy. Uh, Life has to have a lot more importance than a fight with another person or something. Can't be that bad that you have to take your life for it. And Dr. Bandy, with your um, fitness and exercise regime, do you, when you're talking to your patients about that, do you touch on with them, how that helps your mental clarity and focus and, yes. and how yes. does I mean, that affect you? Yeah, yeah. things like you, you, you always address things like breathing techniques and meditation and things. I mean, most of them ask me how I've coped and blah, blah, blah. And I say, this is what's worked for me. And most of you can actually try it and see if it helps you. And if they are really honest and if they want to get on with what it is, they try it and it works. And one of the things that in the last 12 months that I have found really, really life-changing and actually helping um, keep the fitness going is using using things like resistance bands, which actually help to tone the muscle without actually going and running and jogging up the hill or something like that. 
you can use resistant bands just sitting and uh, for 15 minutes and working uh, watching television and things like that and it helps to tone all your muscles and you can put them on your legs uh, so it's it's multifunctional and you've got exercises now that actually help you do a total cardio workout just with resistance bands and it's um, there are new technologies and it's all very very affordable you don't even have to go to a gym i don't go to a gym i do everything at home so that, that makes it um, more affordable and achievable for people yeah, too. And, and, and simple things like planking and things like that, uh, it actually helps you with your posture. He yoga helps you with teaching you breathing and it builds up your core muscle strength. And that's been the big difference for me. Uh, my core muscle strength now is so good. And I guess as we um, get older too, we have to be more aware um, because our bones start to lose their density, don't they? So we have to make sure that yep. um, we keep them strong and healthy, mm -hmm. I guess. Um, Dr. Bandy, just with prostate cancer, I was listening to a report this morning that said there's 230,000 men, I think, in Australia today that are living with prostate cancer and nine men every day that die and they said that prostate cancer awareness is actually at the lowest it's been in Australia. So why is that? Because I just... It's a difficult thing to get across to people. The latest statistics from Australian Bureau of Statistics shows that men and women in this country are ageing more. So the average um, life expectancy of men now is 86 plus and prostate cancer is a disease of the elderly. So more and more men will be getting diagnosed with prostate cancer. That's one part of the story. The other part of the story is we actually getting better at diagnosing prostate cancer. There is a big part of prostate cancer, nearly close to 45 to 50 percent now. We diagnose prostate cancer, but they go on something called active surveillance because not all prostate cancers need to be treated aggressively. They can be watched and in intervened only if something changes. And that message is slowly getting through, but it isn't getting through to the uh, general population or to the um, general practice population as much. And Dr. Um, Bandy, what age do you think is a good age to start? Um, so generally now we've come to the thing that if you have a family history like your father, uncle, brother, then testing should start at 45. But otherwise, we can do something similar to what bowel cancer is and start getting men to test themselves after 50. So you actually have a rough idea as to what it was whenever they go in. And it's another way of men get, trying to get a man to go to a doctor to get a blood test itself is a big, big thing. Mm. If you encourage them to do it once a year on one particular time, then at least there is some continuity of care. Ask any person on the street when is 
if he's a regular middle-aged man, when he last saw his doctor, you'd be surprised. Most of them haven't seen him for years. Most of them mm. even don't have a GP. Mm. Yeah, that's very true. And um, I think, you know, men in the bush are probably even less likely to make the mm. trip into town to see their doctors. So, um, yeah, it's such an important issue and, and you know, we have to educate our young people as well so that when they get to that age, um, they're very, very aware and of it. And, and it's not just prostate cancer. I mean, take testicular cancer, for example. You won't believe how often I actually see patients with a testis that's bigger than an avocado before they come to see me. Gosh. And some of them are in their 20s, 25, 30s. They have either married or have a partner. And even their girlfriends don't realize that one testis is bigger than the other. And I'm saying, I mean, you've been, you've been sexually active with this guy and don't you even realize one's bigger than the other? I mean, if you had one breast bigger than the other, I'm sure he would have told you. I mean, I find it quite remarkable that certain issues are taboo to talk about. And uh, the biggest joke is most of them say, oh, it's not painful. Testicular cancer is never painful. But one, if, one, if one feels as hard as an avocado compared to another one that feels like a marshmallow and it's about 10 times the size of the other, what do you think is going on? And I guess, you know, as wives and girlfriends, we need to be very aware and educated as well so that we can encourage our men when things are not right. Yeah, I mean, it's, you have to, I mean, it's, you have to behave like mature adults. I mean, if, if, if you think something's not right, you either get them to go and seek attention or do something because the number of times I've been totally gobsmacked it's very very rare we actually see a person with a small enough testicle with a little lump most of them present with literally the whole test is totally replaced by tumor and it's been there eight or nine months and the saddest part is testicular cancer is probably one of the most treatable cancers in the world cure rate is 99.9 percent and you still wonder why they don't come and seek help earlier. They always come eight to ten months after it started. Oh, Dr. Bandy, thank you. They're such important issues. And um, November, apart from raising so much money for men's health um, across the board, it's um, such a great reminder for for men and their their women, the women in their lives, to um, get checked and and make sure everything's rolling along as it should be. Yes. So thank you. Are we having the reveal today? Are we? Yeah, able yeah, to I see? can do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah I can. I'm very interested to see. Once again, going step by step. Oh. The tail hasn't been fashioned yet. Oh, but yeah. Oh, how shall I put it? Uh, so, I, I am so that will get fashioned like a tail. It's only eight days old, so so I'm sure in another three weeks it look pretty bushy. 
uh, and the salt and pepper slowly. <laughs> I'll keep I'll you updated. You will. You have to keep me updated, and I'll make sure I put a photo up at the end of the month. And to yeah, see every, every like yesterday, I put the first week as a sort of a video clip on Facebook. You'll have access okay. to it. Okay. I'll do do week two again. So as it transforms into a dual whale's tail, you'll you'll get the pictures. Uh, and and the web and my mo, mo space gets updated every day anyway with the with the with the evolving mustache. That's fantastic. And so good luck in um, reaching all your goals this year and um, to your team I, as well. Oh, you haven't commented on my flashy mustache this year. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I've, I, I've been 3D printing these. <laughs> so what's that one made out of, Dr. Bandy? It's just 3D plastic resin. Uh, I just use a 3D printer and come out with this. So I've made one like this. And there's another one. Uh, where is it? Uh, I have to go and get it, but I can show it to you on my phone, uh, uh, which has a different shape to it. Oops. Look at that. Oh, yes, I see. I see. And is that made from resin as well? Yep. Yeah. And then I have flashy ones like this. Ah, very nice. So they're all talking points. And now that we've got COVID now, so I made loads of masks that. They're help amazing. Me, help me spread the message. So I've got a vest that I'm wearing now. So if I take this off, one second. Ah, you got these, and then I've got, I've got another, another waistcoat. So who makes the waistcoats for you, Doctor Bandy? Patients' wives. They know I'm mad as a hatter, so I just buy <laughs> the material and they stitch it for me. Oh gosh, they're very, very. So I've young. got a small scale industry going. <laughs> Oh, but you're always very impressive. And um, I mean, and I use I use them as talking points because uh, it's good to it, they're good conversation starters. So people look at it and say, "What does that signify?" or "Who made it?" and then it brings you to the topic of men's health. So yeah, it's it, it's an indirect way of trying to influence. Uh, and get a conversation started and mm -hmm. uh, i've always found it very very a useful tactic and a gimmick so whatever i create actually pays back a thousand fold i think in what it's done in the community because it's actually started a conversation and moved on from there uh, yeah. like this year i've made it a point to tell to get everybody who who's joined the team to make a pledge that they will speak to at least two men or women every day for the whole year about men's health. Mm -hmm. Some aspect of men's health. Yeah. It's easy to talk to at least two people per day. Yeah. So that means 
in a year they able to speak to about 700 to 800 people and they what i try to tell them is the people you speak to you should have enough confidence that they will speak to two people every day for the rest of that year so that it's like a tag oh that's an that's amazing and very achievable especially yeah, for people so that, that's the, yeah yes. so that's what i'm trying to encourage now uh, so all the young men that i've done uh, operated on this year for testicular cancer i basically told them that's what they have to do some of them have started their own teams some of them have joined my team but that, that's their job so yeah. that's the way they pay back to the crusade because the advantage they have is they've got empathy they've been in the same boat so it's better coming out of the horse's mouth yes yeah absolutely dr bandy thank you so much again no problem. and um yeah all the very best and we'll um be watching very closely how the rest of the month plays out and hopefully you'll cross that finish line no problem thank you again bye bye Thanks for listening to my interview. If you'd like to hear more from Life Journey, subscribe to our podcast and we'll let you know when we have new interviews coming up.